It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. On Monday morning, I was chatting to Stephanie, uh, who's from Cork, but 11 years ago decided herself and her partner will be give it a lash for a year will be head off to Australia. That, as I say, was 11 years ago. She has since been joined out there by her two brothers and their families. And as she told me on Monday, and if you want to listen back, you'll find the podcast, her parents are now even considering moving out there initially for six months and maybe to see what, what future might be out there for them. There's a takeover going on. And there are, if you read the papers and look at the news and if you direct very personal ties to it at the moment as I have there are thousands of people chancing it for a year or maybe two and staying out there Uh, many of them a lot of them come home most of them come home but they stay out there and we got a call after I was chatting to Stephanie from a man called Noel Kavanagh who said there's a cork man who is the Western Australian Consulate, Irish Consulate in Western Australia. His name is Martin Kavanagh, and he's my brother. And he left Cork for Perth 33 years ago. Martin Kavanagh, good morning, or good evening in that part of the world. Good evening, PJ. Your brothers always get you in trouble, don't they? <laughs> he rang up and said, you never know, this fella, he's honorary consul of Ireland to Western Australia. Come here, that'll tell you, won't it, just how many of us are out there? There are, there are huge amounts of us, and West, well, I'm in Western Australia, so there's roughly, depending on who you talk to, but roughly about 15,000 Irish-born and about a quarter of a million Irish connections. And so it's a very strong community. People have been coming to Australia, and particularly Perth, voluntarily and involuntarily for, since the foundation of the, of the, of the country, really. So, and there's a huge amount of Cork people, which obviously benefits Western Australia and Perth. It's good to have the, the cream of Cork um, out here for a while anyway and see if we can hold on to them for a little while. You're right, um, some people come for a year. I sort of planned to come for a year and I ended up 33 years. So there you go. Yeah, go back to that. Did you just decide, I mean, 33 years ago, what was it, the middle, the middle 90s? Do you just up, yeah, you, you just up sticks? Oh, yeah, look, there was some context. I think in um, uh, 1991, I finally realized that I was gay. So Ireland wasn't a fantastic place to be in in 1991. So I decided to get as far away as I could. And that was either Canada or Australia. And mm. um, that was the real reason. And um, But I was only planning to travel for a while and find some space. And uh, um, 33 years later, here I am. Did you meet somebody? Uh, I did <laughs> with Richard, and we've been together a long time. Um, but you know, Ireland was a. Is, I think I, I know Sarah left, and Ireland improved. So they must have said we got rid of Kavanaugh and we'll change. But you know, it's wonderful to see Ireland um, being the first country in the world to 
popularly by sorry by referendum uh, prove marriage equality and everything else. So. Yeah. Australia was sort of that far away place, and and um, mm. Ireland Ireland's an amazingly culturally and diverse co- uh, country now. It's wonderful to see so many different people and everything, um, and for gay rights to be so prominent. But it was a bit difficult at the time. So mm. sorry if that shocks you, but that was the real no, reason. No, it doesn't. I, I remember it very well, Martin. I remember it very well because at the time I was involved in this line of work, and I was also involved in entertainment and music, and and I remember friends of mine who were gay and having to literally hide their love lives. And I felt so sorry for them. It was just awful. It really was. So, and it when, was, and when it you really landed was, out there, yeah. was, there was, was it yeah. more welcoming? Could you, be, could you be yourself, as it were, when you landed in Perth? Well, it was, fu- it was funny because, um, like a lot of people, I didn't fully understand the geography of Australia. So I landed in Perth, uh, which is on the West Coast. And I had assumed everything was like Mardi Gras in Sydney. And actually, as it turned out, Western Australia at the time wasn't much better at the start um, than Ireland in terms of legislation and criminality. But the the Australians tend to be very uh, open, laid back and and open minded. And um, I found that a a great relief. And, um, you know, they're not a particularly religious uh, nation and Ireland even then not blaming religion but Ireland was still a very conservative um, Catholic country back in 91 it's a lot different now and a lot more diverse Um, so the Australians sort of really don't care what you do in your private life very much Uh, most of them that is and they tend to be fairly laid back except when it comes to rules and regulations I think they um the old story is that the Australians got their got their money from the they got their money from the Scottish their their laws from the English and their love of life and their and their larrikinism from the Irish. So there's the three together. But um, if you if you park your ro- your car in the wrong direction in Western Australia, you'll have a ticket very very soon. Yeah. You can't just abandon your car. So they're very so they've got a reputation for being you know uh, very laid back and crocodile Dundee and all that. And that that's true to a certain degree, but. When it comes to rules and regulations and parking and speeding and all of that, yeah. they're terribly straight down the line. But yeah. other than that, it's um, they're fine. It's funny. I was watching my daughter and her and her boyfriend putting together their forms. They're gone out there. Well, they'll be there in a couple of weeks. They got out there for a year on one of these working visas. And I was looking at the amount of of paperwork. And one bit of advice they were given along the way was: don't miss a crossed T. Don't forget to dot an I. Keep the rules Absolutely. and we'll welcome you with open arms. Break them and you're on your own. That's right. And, and the practical problem, that they're very much like that. But practically as well, um, you know, Australian immigration, if you go a day beyond your visa and become a visa less, then they, they will come down very hard and send you back. But if you apply for a bridging visa, so it's the, the whole thing of... Um, stay within the law, circumstances will change, but tell us about it, but don't hide it and don't pretend yeah. because all, all of the computer systems here with the, are linked to so the police system, the passport system, the immigration system. So, so you know, some poor um, Irish people and people of all nations might get pulled over on a random sort of um, breath test check or a a road check or a vehicle inspection and then their name will pop up and say the visa has expired and then they'll be sent straight to immigration and detention and that's a whole um, yeah. process in itself. Yeah. So, yeah. so no, the Australians love life but they love regulation as well, yes. which, is, which is fair. And, and they that. enforce them. Which, which, and you know, we're like Martin as Irish people. Mm-hmm. We know the rules yeah. are there. We can, yeah. uh, I know. That's, is that a culture shock for people when they arrive then? Oh. 
Very much so. That will be grand. That doesn't wash on Australia. So, you know, just, I mean, I don't know how things are in Ireland for late night, uh, pubs and drinking, but to give you an example, yeah. if it says midnight, if it says midnight closing in a Perth pub, the pub will be closed and, and everybody will out, be out and the staff will be gone by midnight. It won't be like half 12 or 1 a.m. Staff and all gone. Done, done. You know, there's no sort of, how can we have one extra? Nothing. That's it. So it's it's 12 o'clock out, not 12 o'clock and we'll get some last drinks at 5 to 12. No, the Australians are very strict on that. So, so a lot of Irish, not not all, but uh, so I, that's a bit of a culture shock for a lot of young Irish people. Um, and they have, you know, a lot of sort of, um, you know, for example, they'll have police officers come around in a bar to check and see if you've been drinking, which sounds quite stupid when you think about it. But what they're really saying is, have you had too much? And, you know, very often in the early days, a police officer asked me, um, why am I, my eyes slightly glazing over? And I said, I've had three or four pints. And they, then they start saying, well, has he had too much? And that kind of thing. So there's a bit of... Um, oh, really? Puritanism, some so they'd, people would they'd call come it, into the pub, they'd well. come into the pub and they'd see you getting a bit maybe... <laughs> a big, a big, a big I mean, silly smile on your face, and they might send you home. Yes. Back. Oh yeah, or a fellow might pop out for a smoke, and he's had a few, and he comes back in, and then the security or the police there and say, "Oh, you look like you've had a few." To which the answer will be, "I have," um, but we think that you've had too much, so off you go. So those kind of things um, can create some cultural problems. So. We like to think of the Australians as larrikin and, and uh, crocodile Dundee, and, they, and, and there's a great, they're a very yeah. good, decent, fun-loving people. But when it comes to rules, yeah. 100%, so uh, you just got to watch it. Where's your, sorry, may I ask where your daughter's headed? She's to, headed for Melbourne. She's headed for Melbourne. Melbourne, fantastic place, big city. Um, she'll enjoy it there. Um, um, weather's maybe not as hot as you'd find in Queensland or the West, Western Australia, but a beautiful part. Yes. It's where, the, um, it's where the, it's the, the Melbournians like to call it the arts and cultural capital of uh, Australia. Yep. The uh, Sydney people obviously have a different view on that because they see there's a great rivalry between Sydney and Melbourne. There's such a huge number. Like you said, is it, what a, did you say to me, a quarter of a million claim descendancy alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in Western Australia, and the figures will change a bit, but roughly 15,000 Irish born and a quarter of a million. And the ambassador will uh, kill me, but I think the overall figure is maybe one in eight or something that will claim some degree of heritage or connection. Uh, And, you know, the numbers are growing. I mean, at this time of year, uh, for example, in Perth, the weather is scorching hot. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but January is the middle of summer here, whereas I I think we... Tended, we tended to get a bit depressed in Cork after the, you know, all the festivities of Christmas and the cold and going back to work. But it's a uh, so so December through to March or February are, is our summer, yeah. and it's scorching hot. It's good weather. And well, it's well I'm looking, I'm looking out now, Martin, at beautiful, beautiful sunny weather, but it's barely above freezing. What's it there now? Uh, and I'm st- and I'm in the air conditioning trying to keep it, keep my calm. And at thirty six, thirty seven, we just had a heat wave of over. A few days over 40, which is killing, um, yeah. but it's starting to cool down to the mid, mid-30s now. But, I mean, it's a great lifestyle, and, you know, um, a lot of Irish people, young people in particular, just want to do the one year or the two year, depending. They can always extend to a second year if they want to. I, hope, I don't want to be setting off alarm bills for you. Yeah, but there, there's they, a thing, actually, Martin, on that. that on that one, because it's, it's been discussed, and there are 21 thousand Irish people in Australia at the moment on working visas. So I imagine it's a it's a conversation being had. This idea, do you have to go out into the country and pick fruit 
to qualify for a second oh. year, or is that a myth? Uh, well, not so. They, they're they're making it easier to get the second year because they need the people, you know. So so they've also so they broadened the the so that normally what they would say is there's a certain geographic area you have to leave and go to the country, and that's becoming shorter and shorter. So there are some jobs you can do now, for example, and stay in Perth. Uh, where other times you have to sort of go off and do that uh, fruit picking and that. But it's changing a lot because since COVID, um, obviously we lost a huge amount of young people, uh, went back to their, their homes, and there's a big move to try and get people back again. But obviously uh, they're making it easier. But again, you know, practical things that your mum would have told you, you know, make sure you have travel insurance, uh, you know, make sure that you have a return ticket, make sure you have some contacts, um, because, you know, you're, you're a long way from home and things can go wrong. Um, so plan ahead. And when you're that, I mean, you're that age, you think yeah. you're invulnerable and nothing will go yeah. wrong. But, you know, unfortunately, things do go wrong. Yeah, the, the, the communication, of course, has changed dramatically when you landed there in the 90s. I mean, the, 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 the thoughts of talking to me as if you were sitting next to me. <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean, and you know, you know, what I mean, and the, 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 you mean phone boxes and, and ex, you know, usually expensive calls, and everyone then relying on letters and stuff like that. Sure, who writes letters now, or who expects letters? You know, so it, it is. I mean, it's fantastic with social media, and it, you do feel a lot more connected to home. But it's still a long, long way. It still yeah. is the other end of the world. You know, so having. Uh, establishing friends, keeping in contact with the Irish organisations and just creating, maintaining those links to Ireland are really important. I mean, you still want to, you don't want to sort of stay just with the Irish. You want to go and experience the Australian yeah. experience and all the other well, young people around. But but it's good to, it's good, for, and we always advise them to stay connected. And, and of course, the GA is one of the, the best uh, organisations. I'm a huge fan of it. I, I became, a, I was a fan of it when I played with the Pearshick and played very badly. If there was a seventh <laughs> division team, I think I was the full back on it. But uh, when I come out to Australia, you know, the GA really does look after people. It's the, it's where they a lot of young people will go to, they'll get a leg up, they'll get they'll get a job, they'll get a connection. And, you know, it's a regular then, you know, 26 weeks of the year playing, hurling a football. Which is fantastic. It's an, it's an amazing, and then that, that, that connection with home, you know, and a lot of, you know, it's sometimes people won't admit it, but, you know, it can, it's sometimes if you're on your own, it can be a lonely experience or you may not have as, you won't have as many friends as you have back at home in Cork. So to, to be able to go there every week and not have it to explain yourself yes. and to just be yeah. dragged into things yeah. is very good, I think, for mental health and, and just for just, just just avoiding loneliness. Because sometimes when you're that age, you don't want to say, you know, whenever when people from home ask you how you're doing, everything's grand and everything's fantastic. But, you know, human nature being what it is, we're, 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 we're all subject or prone to a bit of loneliness mm. and, and social isolation at times. When's the last time you were back in Cork? I was, ba- I was back in Cork for the, would you believe it, the jazz festival. And it was, the, it was fantastic for the jazz festival, but impossible to catch up with everybody. And I was back for the, there was um, a national conference of honorary consuls in Dublin with the Department of Foreign Affairs. So mm-hmm. I only came to Cork for the weekend, not realising uh, until it was too late that it was the jazz weekend. So it was great to be there and we had great fun. But I, um, I'm, I'm hopefully back in May next year because, believe it or not, it's the 40th year of my graduation from UCC and there's a big celebration planned for all the B-coms of 19, ni- 1984. Uh, B-coms so really of 1984? Four. There, Holy you go. Moly. there you go. Holy moly, I probably know some of that class. 
Well, about three hundred. I think it's about two hundred seventy-five of us. A lot of the, a lot of us started out as accountants. I don't think that many finished up. But um, it was a, it was one of the best times of my life. And that you know, first time at university and first person in my family to get there from Farnry, and it was just an amazing time. And friends I've maintained forever. But I even I was shocked when I got the email about forty years. But there were, there'll be a big collection of bean counters, accountants, and and other other um, occupations. In Is there anything like the common any con that I remember, there'll be more than just bean counting going on. There'll be a few points. A few points will be sank and and well and well deserved. It's fantastic well to catch deserved. up. Your advice, Martin. Yeah. Lastly, to anybody who either is planning to come or has someone just gone, your, your advice because there's never been as many people there. Yeah, if if you're coming, uh, do a little bit of research. I'd highly recommend a, a website called um, Irish Families in Perth, and it's a wonderful social network set up by some of our, our local Irish people there. And they have advice on everything from how to get a job, visas, babysitting. Where can I? Do I have to go? For, uh, you know, um, picking fruit, whatever. Do all of that, and then you can ask your questions and and really and do a bit of planning. Figure out as well the time of year. I mean. Now is our summer, so it's the reverse of everything you'd think of uh, mm. back in Cork. Um, so, you know, the, the best months to be here are really sort of November through to May May or June. Uh, whereas if you come here for your June holidays, you're going to be mis- you're gonna, not miserable, you're going to be very cold. And in, and how in cold now is very work, cold, Martin? How, no, how, how? Oh, well, I know you said, I mean, sometimes it even gets down to 10 or 11, you know. But if you're... That's short, if you're, that's if you're short in, sleeves, it, that's short sleeves. <laughs> well, you see, people say that and then they come out because... They, they're, they're freezing but I mean if you're in somewhere like Tasmania or Canberra it might get down to 2 or 3 degrees but um, that's the thing and the other thing is if you can and, and if it's for all the Irish mammies and daddies listening if you can get them to get health, um, not health insurance but rather travel insurance please do because not every there is a reciprocal health agreement, which is a, I think a great achievement of free of some of our ambassadors in years gone by. Whereby, if if there is medically necessary treatment, you will be treated in an Australian hospital. But there are always other things that go wrong, not just health. That if you can ha- take some insurance, that would be really worth it. <laughs> um, and plan your timing and plan when you're going to move around and and, and make do the, do a bit more research on how many months I can work in a particular place. And don't assume, and now we desperately need young people for a whole range of things, and particularly in hospitality and and related industries. But um, don't just assume that it's the streets uh, paved with gold. Do a bit of planning, think it through a little bit, and get onto one of those websites like Irish Families in Perth or Sydney, uh, and make sure you fill out your forms properly because the the Australians will hold you to it. But other than that, it's a fantastic opportunity. Your daughter's going to. Have a great time. I'm, 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 I'm dead. I'm, I'm going to miss her horribly, but I, I, I already do, and she's only gone a week. But I, I'm so jealous of her. I'm, I think that, that the, the thing to remember, lastly, Martin, is um, order your last pint good and early. Very early, very early, <laughs> and there'll be nobody doing you favours. And uh, and don't be surprised if a police officer asks you in a pub if you've had a drink. All right, listen, take care of yourself. A great chatting with you, and we'll stay in touch. Uh, interesting gentleman went thirty three years ago to Perth in Australia, and he is the honorary consul of Ireland in that part of Australia. A Corkman from Farron. I like, like, sorry, lads. Have we colonized the flipping world from Farron Ree? <laughs> Martin Kavanagh, thank you. Corks 96 FM.